Welcome to the Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damian Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to the Wellness Guys. I am Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damian Kristoff. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And this is the Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. And we've been getting fantastic feedback from um, everybody, really, about uh, the Wellness Guys. And uh, if you have left comments for us, thank you very much. And thanks for your feedback and your likes and your comments and your five stars on iTunes. Thank you very much, everybody. Yeah. And so really, we really enjoyed it. I think it just uh, I don't know, empowers me to continue to do these uh, weekly, weekly talks. What do you think, yeah. guys? Yeah. Love it. So cool. We're getting feedback from all over the place too. We're getting feedback on Facebook. We're getting feedback on the website. We're getting feedback on iTunes. We're getting emails. It's awesome. <laughs> it's coming from all over the place. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's, it's really cool. It's, we're getting all this stuff from all fronts. And one of the things that so we've been getting comments on is actually people suggesting topics that they we want to talk about it, yeah. you know, which is great because um, we want to make sure we do this. If you have a question, if you have a topic that you want us to talk about, you know, then please leave a comment on Facebook or send us an email or, you know, send it on iTunes. So, but today's topic is actually was suggested by one of our uh, listeners, one of our fans. So this yeah. is for you. We're going to be talking about fish, 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 mm. fish. It's all about. Yeah. So, what, so what we're going to start off with, I think the best way to start off this is why fish is so important for us and why is it so good? Okay. Well, I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off because go, Dame. I know that Brett's got a lot to say tonight, and uh, and we're going to have a very, very interesting conversation tonight. It's, I'm actually really excited. I'm sitting on the edge of my chair. <laughs> Don't fall off. <laughs> it's a little bit aside, but my fish have actually had baby fish. I didn't know that guppies actually had babies. They have heaps of babies. They babies, not eggs. They actually give birth to live, like babies, live fish. Like a like a whale would, so it's uh, I'm I'm amazed, and I've been watching all these guppies. We've now got I think fifteen baby guppies. They're just going berserk. I've never seen anything like it. Anyway, we're not eating guppies, but fish are so good. They're in fact one of the highest sources of protein per gram, um, in that around about thirty percent of the of the weight of the of the flesh is in fact protein. That's significant, hugely significant. The bioavailability of uh, of fish is said to be up as high as somewhere between 85 and 95 uh, BV, which is called biological value. S super high. In other, and they, they score biological value against egg white. And so egg white being the most pure form of protein that we can get access to. Um, anything that's got bio, uh, BV or biological value greater than egg white is you know, unbelievable or anything as close to it is, is just awesome and so getting 30% of your protein uh, or 30% of the weight of the fish as protein and with such a high bioavailability it's hugely beneficial for humans now that's just the protein component of it let alone all the other nutrients that you find in fish of course you'll find iodine in fish because fish eat kelp and we get iodine from kelp you get the calcium from the fish you know any fish bones that you do happen to eat or any of the other um, minerals that you'll actually find inside proteins or muscles like magnesium and uh, molybdenum and uh, phosphorus and potassium and all these sorts of minerals and nutrients you'll find that inside the flesh so that's also very very good but one of the great things about fish is that you know 
I suppose depending on the water that the fish comes out of. If it comes out of a really clean water, then you're getting a really nice clean uh, flesh that you get a chance to get your, your teeth stuck into, which is really, really good for you. But uh, the other thing which we want to talk about tonight is if you're getting fish that come from a farm source or from you know potentially polluted waters where fish might be burrowing down and chowing down on other sorts of fish that you know, might be smaller or lower down in the food chain or shellfish, for example. But fish are so good for you from a protein point of view that you just can't go past it. Yeah, absolutely. And it's probably worth touching on why protein is so important in our diets, particularly in our modern diets. And one of the reasons that it's so important is that our modern diets are just so high in carbohydrates. Um, particularly the processed carbohydrates in breads and grains and cereals and sugars and those things. And so we're seeing in our modern diets a real imbalance between the proteins and the carbohydrates. So we really need to work on getting some more healthy proteins into our diets Mm. Um, and we're just not getting enough. So so that's really important for people to understand why we're going on about protein because protein is super important and for a lot of people, if not most people, we're not getting enough of it. There's a couple of things to realize too with protein and uh, many people say, oh, you get fat from eating too much protein. Well, that's not the case. Uh, the other thing that many people say as well is that you get heart disease from eating too much red meat or, or you know, proteins and that is also not the case. It's certainly, it's, it's not a blanket statement that you can make and it's going to be the truth. It, the, the actual, uh, the, the true thing about protein is that it contains exactly the same amount of calories per gram as a gram of carbohydrates. So your calorie count's exactly the same. It's just that protein doesn't require much hormone intervention or any hormone intervention for its utilization or absorption uh, within the body where carbohydrate requires a significant amount. The other thing that happens with carbohydrates is that it usually delivers a different type of fatty acid to the to the body. So the essential fatty acid that's delivered by carbohydrates generally omega-6 fatty acids, whereas generally the omega, the omega fatty acids that you get predominantly from fish are omega-3 fatty acids. And omega-3 fatty acids like DHA, for example, assist with brain function, nervous system function, um, and overall general health and well-being, arterial um, moulding. So if you've had atherosclerosis in the past, so plaquing of the arteries, um, high cholesterol, then the DHA component that's found in fish oil, omega-3 fish oil, um, will, will actually assist the the vascular system to return to a, a normal state the epa fraction of the omega-3 fatty acids help to decrease inflammation and that's a great thing yeah absolutely well, those omega-3 fats are, are so important and i think everyone's pretty aware of them now because you know there's so much information out there about them now but um and and people are really you know saying well, we've got to get this fish we've got to get fish in our diet because of that um but also i think there's concerns there um, around what what else we're getting with the fish um, and certainly mercury is one thing that we're hearing a lot about. Um, yeah. Did you want to talk a little bit about that, Damo? I know you had some interesting ideas around mercury as we mentioned before. Well, look, yeah, you know, there's been people who have said that, you know, don't eat fish because it's going to contain mercury and, you know, stay away from certain types of fish, which, look, I do agree with. There's certainly fish that you shouldn't eat a lot of. And, you know, maybe, Brett, I know you've got a list of those and I'll I'll leave you to the list and maybe I'll contribute to it a little bit later on. But, um, you know, I, I don't think that we should be as scared of the mercury as what many people actually make us feel that we should be as scared of the mercury as, as, you know perhaps some of us actually are but and the reason why i'm saying that is because for hundreds of years we've had access to mercury um you know we know that it certainly sent 
um, the hatter mad uh, from having to, <laughs> you know, mould their beautiful hats and put mercury over it to make it all, you know, stable and shiny and waterproof and all that sort of stuff. And that was that's not good. That's excessive exposure to mercury. But mercury uh, in the form of thalidomide, uh, in, th- in the form of um, thimersal has actually been used in um, in vaccines for ever since vaccinations actually started and not everybody's actually died from a vaccination and not everybody's actually had uh, autism develop as a result of vaccination not everyone's actually had some kind of brain damage from vaccination albeit a bucket load of people have no problems no doubt about it but not everybody else has and so my suggestion is that uh, like what we, we we spoke about with Bruce Lipton's information some time ago where we spoke about uh, epigenetic control, people actually have the ability based on their lifestyle uh, and their health and well-being to be able to clear mercury out of their body. And that's important to understand that whilst we might get some in there, our body also has the ability to clear it. And it does that via the liver and via the feces. And so you want to have a great digestive system. You want to have a great functioning detoxification system. But especially you want to have a great elimination system. I think it's really, really important to at least give yourself a chance to clear the mercury out. Well, you're still not saying mercury is yeah. good for you though, right? That's clearly... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely not saying mercury is good for you. I'm not going to say go and crack open a thermometer and start drinking the stuff. There's no way. Yeah. I'm not suggesting that at all. But what I'm saying is that if we stay scared of this stuff, we're more likely to not eat fish and fish is far more important than than avoiding it because of the mercury. So we should yeah. be consuming it because it's so important for our body. Um, and it's such a great source of omega-3 fatty acids as well as protein, as well as other nutrients and minerals, particularly iodine. In countries like Australia and New Zealand who have absolutely no iodine in the soil, you know, we're totally 100% iodine deficient in our soils. We need to get it from our seafood. Uh, so it's, it's really important. So, so having said all that, I mean, we, we know that there's there's no safe level of mercury for our body. So, so we really need to be, you know, understanding that yes, there are some benefits of fish, um, yep. but that we need to be smart about how we're consuming our fish. Yep. Um, so, particularly, what you need to remember with fish is that, you know, essentially what happens is that the fish absorb the mercury from their environment, um, and essentially because of the way we've polluted our waters, there's more and more mercury there in the water. Um, and so, what what tends to happen is that, you know, the small fish absorb a little bit of mercury from their environment, and then the medium-sized fish, well, they eat all of the small fish and sort of get their mercury and then they also consume their own mercury from the environment. So then the bigger fish, well, they eat the medium-sized fish, right? And they get the mercury from the medium-sized fish and from the small fish plus whatever mercury they absorb from the environment. So they call this biomagnification. And basically what it means is the bigger the species of fish, then the more mercury they tend to have in their bodies. So when we start looking at the things right at the top of the food chain, so like your sharks, swordfish, mackerel, uh, bluefin tuna, right? Those fish right at the top of the food chain tend to be a lot higher in mercury than your smaller fish. Where you know in Australia we might be looking at the the Tommy Ruffs or the Whiting or those you know smaller fish, um, and they're going to have a significantly lower proportion of mercury in them. So if you're thinking about which one's going to be healthier for you in terms of minimising that mercury. And you really want to think of the stuff down towards lower down the food chain, and that's going to be a lot healthier for you. You're going to have a lot less mercury in there. There was a great study I actually came across um, talking about mercury and actually causing people to go mad. There was a great study I came across when I was studying this stuff was that um, they said that you know they it was actually in a prison setting and they actually increased the amount of fish oil the the inmates were taking and the amount of depression and anger was actually decreased in a period of six weeks. 
um, in the inmates. So there's, you know, we talked about how the powerful effect of fish and just having the omega three can really um, decrease, you know, or help decrease de- depression and things like that can be really, really yeah. powerful. Well, it's but, so I mean, important for the brain. Mm, so you know, it's depression, a, dementia, brain function, all of those things can be influenced by getting those omega threes. Yeah. Absolutely, and and look, you know, we we talk about it often. Um, I think I, I actually we I don't think we've done enough justice to the chemicals within the brain. I don't think we've spoken enough about those sorts of things. But certainly, looking at serotonin and its manufacture, um, and the pathway for which manufacturing of serotonin takes place from things like tyrosine and the transportation into tryptophan and uh, et cetera, et cetera. Like moving down that pathway, we get a lot of those sorts of amino acids that can actually help to stimulate the the production and the secretion of serotonin in the blood in the brain uh, from protein rich sources like fish so it is really important to have this stuff yeah well but i mean the biggest question though for most people is that okay fine we can go get go and grab some fish and eat it but what about you know the debate between farm fish and wild fish and even let's let's not say this but you know people do eat this canned fish (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh well do you want to start with the canned fish demo because i know you talk about that a bit I yeah, do. Damo loves canned fish. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, I used to eat canned fish all the time, because I, you know, for me it was such an inexpensive um, source of protein. It is, you know, I, 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 student fodder. You know, I, I did. I ate a lot of it. Um, but it's interesting because, and I love to tell this story because if you know Brett and Lawrence, if we went out in the boat right now, I said boys let's head out to the boat and let's go fishing for the next few days um but just before we went fishing um brett was preparing a fish that he caught the day before and he he said okay no worries damon i'm putting tools down and i'm coming straight away with you i'm just going to leave this fish on the bench and we're out fishing for the next three or four or five days rebecca hasn't come home to put the fish away um, in fact <laughs> she's come fishing with us what do you you'd expect you'd expect <laughs> that this <laughs> that'd be the <laughs> you'd expect that the, the smell of the fish uh, when you got back into the house some four or five days later would be you know maybe putrid would you expect that you would assume so yeah. You would, and you'd expect that the deterioration of the flesh of the fish would be quite significant, and there's a number of reasons for yeah. that. In, in um, fact, I think I've done that before, Damo, and you know, left the fish in the bottom of the tackle box and kind of put it away <laughs> oh. and forgot about it. You know, and, yeah, know. not good. I can tell I you, <laughs> you've thrown that whole tackle box out. I hope, but it's uh, it's it's amazing that this actually takes place, and this is that whole life force thing that we speak about a lot now. The reason why I'm going down this track is that the natural process and the breakdown, the degradation of any kind of living thing is that it returns to its original state, which of course is, you know, carbon. And so things will break down uh, using enzymes and bacteria to then be returned to the earth, essentially is the way it goes. So if a human dies, bacteria that resides within our body and then outside in you know in the environment as well as worms i suppose uh and mm. enzymes within our body will break us down uh to then return us back to the earth that's essentially what happened yeah, the same thing should happen to fish but when you put it into a tin the process by which it goes by or through to actually remain a uh, a viable option of, i suppose you could call it food uh is to uh, heat it number one because when you heat it you actually kill off uh, enzymes and bacteria and then uh, irradiate it so you irradiate it inside a tin keep it away from air and light and uh, and you have no bacteria and no enzymes actually living inside that tin so there's actually no function 
or no functional protein within inside that unit. You actually just have protein all bound up in the shape and taste of fish, but with no intelligence. There's nothing to actually break it down. So it's kind of like it's a, a 95 gram protein supplement that's essentially what it is it does actually doesn't have any kind of intelligence to be able to do anything within the body unless your body's got enough energy to say okay protein come with me i'll show you what to do my belief is that protein that has intelligence so living food and living proteins actually do better things within your body as opposed to the the really really dead stuff the stuff that should have been dead and in the in the ground some months earlier so when you say living demo, we're not just grabbing it straight out of the boat, right? Like we're allowed to, uh, we're allowed to, you know, slice it up and cook it a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> the, the amazing thing is, you know, you pick an apple from a tree, and when you pick an apple from the tree, it still maintains its for its life force. It's it maintains its existence for a period of time. In fact, some of the apples that you're buying in the supermarkets these days are like 18 months old. So they they've been able to maintain themselves in some degree of form and function, um, primarily because they are um, they're intelligent they've actually got a degree of intelligence and so as a result of them having some degree of intelligence they're actually um, you know they, they they direct the flow of information through the body and so if you eat an apple let's say you ate 1300 calories of apples you have a different response to eating 1300 calories of cake and so you, you want the living stuff so I'm saying the fresher the fish the better rather than going the tin stuff that's what I'm saying Bredo Absolutely, absolutely. And Damo, did you want to talk at all about the cooking of the fish? Because I'm sure you might have something to say about that, about the uh, you know uncooked fish versus lightly cooked fish. You know, how, what's the best way to cook it? Well, it's interesting because that's great, Brad. Because you know when you cook omega three fatty acids, or when you actually, in fact, when you cook any omega fatty acids, that's omega six. So your omega six is from olive oil. Your omega six is from sunflower or sesame oil, um, canola oil, any of these sorts of oils. And you know, perhaps we'll do a segment on oils because I love talking about fats. Um, but uh, you know, if you cook any omega oils, they they do denature and they do form trans fats. And you want to stay away from trans fatty acids. And so some of these oils, for example, omega three fatty acids you know they they burn pretty quickly you've got to be somewhat careful of it so for example you know when you when you barbecue um, salmon skin for example and you cook it and it gets all crispy and crunchy you all of the omega-3 fatty acids been absolutely destroyed so you know with a salmon uh, portion or a salmon steak for example you really what you should be having is that salmon really just significantly undercooked or just you know, lightly, lightly cooked on the outside so that actually it falls apart rather than actually, you know, is dry and cooked all the way through because the omega-3 fatty acids are only good when they're not heated. So you, you, it's light cooking. Yeah, pink, absolutely. Pink on the inside. Yeah. And so we, we, we touched on before talking about the, uh, the feeding of the fish, you know, the farm fish and what sort of stuff they're eating. Because um, that's actually started to become a real issue. Because you know, traditionally we've always said that fish is great because it's got really high omega three fats, uh, whereas some of our other meats aren't as good with the omega three fats. Um, but what we need to understand with the fish is, that, you know, the same kind of thing happens with the fish as we've spoken about before with the cattle. And I think you know we've spoken about that you know grass fed beef versus grain fed beef and how that grass fed beef has higher omega three rates. Um, and the same thing happens with the fish, where the fish lower down the food chain, which are eating all of that great leafy green stuff, you know 
know, all the seaweed, those sort of things, are getting really high omega-3 fats. And then the fish that are eating those fish are also getting really nice high omega-3 fats. Um, what we're now seeing, though, is that with the farm fish, they're not being fed the same food that they would get in nature. That's and true. so they're now getting different ratios of omega-3 versus omega-6 fats. That's so true. we're seeing farm-fed fish that are eating things like corn. They're eating things like soy. Um, they're having their diet supplemented with canola oil instead of fish oh, oil. Um, they're getting all sorts of different you know, toxins and antibiotics and all sorts of things added into their diet. Um, so the farm-fed fish actually aren't as healthy and don't have the same benefits as we're getting from the, the wild-caught fish. Um, so, you know, even other things they're doing, I mean, they're even adding in stuff to help colour the fish. Yeah. So they're, they're, feeding the, they're feeding salmon chemicals to make them more pink. Now, yeah. I reckon if people knew that their salmon was being fed chemicals to make them more pink, they'd be thinking differently about what sort of fish they're eating. Yeah. Um, so it's really important to start thinking about where the source of your fish is coming from too. So I think this is where it can be really good to you know have a good fishmonger that you go to that you can actually actually go to and ask them and talk about the fish and the different types of fish, where the fish come from, what the fish get fed, are they wild, are they, you know, are they farm fed, all of those sort of things because um, that's actually going to have a real impact on how, how much benefit you're going to get from eating these fish. Yeah. Because I imagine in your area, I don't, I don't know about you know, in Adelaide or Melbourne, but in, in, in Perth here, it's very difficult to tell, you know, we can't really tell by the signs in a normal grocer um, to tell whether it's farm fish or wild wild-caught fish and so, so you actually have to ask the question to and find out exactly what it is yeah and if you ask that question down at your local uh, supermarket yeah <laughs> your, uh, your chances of getting a uh, an answer that you're satisfied with might be a bit low you got a 15 year old pimply face kid there trying to see the fish it's kind of not going to work it's not going to know much a fish mug is the place to go um or you know even go to your fish co-ops they're a great place to to attend you know I, when i was in living in new zealand uh, one of the greatest things that we'd do is we'd go down to the fish co-ops because you know the fish would be delivered there fresh on the day and you'd pick it up straight from the fishmonger that day it was unreal it was great and they knew where it actually came from uh, so you're able to get the fresh ocean fish it was just beautiful it was terrific so that's always a good place to go and get your fish yeah, absolutely. And so the fish co-op, you're meaning like the fish markets? Like I'm thinking in Sydney, they've got the fish markets right in the middle of the city there. That's yeah. the sort of thing you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. And the same here in Melbourne. You know, if you go down to the Queen Victoria Market, um, you've got access to all this fresh fish. And if you ask them what's the origin, they'll tell you. They know exactly where it is. South Melbourne Market, exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah, awesome. And I know in the Adelaide markets here, you know, it's fantastic. There's some great fishmongers in there and they really know what's going on. You know, you can ask them all sorts of questions and they, you know, they've been there and done it and they know where it came from and what it's all about. Yeah. But I'm sure both of you are saying too as well. So it's not that we're saying that, you know, you shouldn't eat farm fish at all. It's just that in comparison to wild caught fish is not as good. Well, that's – oh, yeah, absolutely. No, you're right. Okay. So, you, look, I'm trying – I'm having a number of different conversations in my head about how to answer this particular question. <laughs> yeah. But, can, I go, can I go demo? What's that? I would say yeah. if it's a choice between eating no fish and eating some fish, then eat the farm-fed stuff. Yeah. But it, but if you've got a choice between farm-fed stuff and wild-caught stuff, then go the wild-caught stuff every single time. And the and more you the can same. get that wild-caught stuff, the better off you're going to be. Yeah, that's I agree, mate. I totally, hundred percent. And I, it's the same for organic versus um, non-organic uh, produce. You know, exactly. if you can buy organic produce, go for gold. Like it's great. Why not? 
It, it's kind of like um, if you can buy a four-bedroom house and you've got four kids, then that's great. If you, you can only afford to get a three-bedroom house and you've got four kids, that's okay. They're still Everyone's still going to live. The idea would be that you try and get the best that you possibly can given your budget. And so if, you, if you're able to buy awesome quality stuff in fact some people actually make it their priority that they only buy the best quality food um, even if they couldn't afford to do some of the other you know significant luxury things that many other people might do they will only buy the best quality food they'll spend money on great food great exercise and and you know high quality water and maybe some supplements they might just that's what their lot in life is that's what they're devoted to actually sorting out other people spend their money on holidays and cars and you know houses by the beach and all these sorts of things and might not actually spend money on their health and you might get people that actually go both ways well let's um cap off near the end of this as well as about the fish oil i mean obviously we we mentioned that omega-3 is such an important thing in our diet and um you know, obviously, if people don't eat, I mean, can you eat enough? This is a good question. This is what most people ask. They, we always recommend fish oil to our daily, you know, routines and and daily supplementation. People say, well, but I eat fish, so I'm okay. <laughs> How do you answer that, Damon? Because uh, I know you have an answer for that. <laughs> well, it's the again, you got to understand your source and where it comes from. And the other thing is, there's not a whole lot of fish that we get access to here in Australia that are really rich in omega three fatty acids. So there's the the fish that are rich in omega three fatty acids are salmon, uh, mackerel, um, sa- uh, cod, um, and there's one more bredo. What I'm just trying to think. Ooh, I think it's, coming out there, mate. it's really salmon, mackerel, and cod are your, your primary sources of omega-3 fatty acids and you need to eat a lot of it to actually get access to um, significant enough amounts of omega-3 fatty acid to really tip the balance in your favor and the reason why I say tip the balance in your favor is because the balance between omega-3 and omega-6 fatty acid is 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 so important that you want to have you know, you, you're always going to have a little bit more omega-6 fatty acid in your bloodstream than omega-3. But it, what we've, we've tended to move towards is a ratio that's significantly greater in terms of omega-6 fatty acid than omega-3 fatty acids. So, and the reason why we do that is because what Brett mentioned earlier on was that we eat a diet that's relatively rich in grains. So many of us are having grains five, six, seven, or ten times a day. And so consequently, subsequently, the omega-6 fatty acid profile in the bloodstream, which is mildly inflammatory uh, in the body is far more significant than the anti-inflammatory omega-3 fatty acids that are actually present in our bloodstream so to get it from our dietary sources it's actually quite difficult we need to really cut down on our grains and eat a heap more fish but in order to do that then we're also going to get access to mercury and potentially other types of toxins so if you get the purified you know, standardized forms of omega-3 fatty acids um, in a capsule form or in a, in a pure liquid form, then that's a great substitute to your diet to bring up your omega-3 fatty acids to tip that balance more in favor of beneficial anti-inflammatory omegas over the pro-inflammatory omega-6 fatty acids in the body. Absolutely, Damo. Just looking, a couple of the other ones that are really high in the omega-3s is the trout, might be the other one you're thinking of. Yeah. Um, and the it's other one, cold, just looking though. it up, that's actually surprised me is squid and calamari, which I actually didn't realize. Yeah, and but also so is um, some of the crustaceans like prawns but you know, or little shrimp, but they've got to come from cold water. That's really important. So if it doesn't come from cold water, it's, you know, it's not going to be of that much use to you. It has to be cold water fish. It's really important. And, and cold water crustaceans, you know, to that extent as well. 
Fantastic, guys. That was a, a wonderful, a wonderful and information-filled episode on fish. I knew there was something fishy about you guys. You guys knew so much about fish. I think Damo loves fishing too. Brett, are you a fisherman as well? I am definitely a fisherman. Love it. Oh, you guys are going to have to come to Perth one day and uh, fish off these rocks over here. Well, listen, guys, everybody, um, that was a great episode. Like I said, make sure if you didn't get all that information, rewind and uh, listen to it again. But make sure you tell your friends. Tell everybody about the wellness guys because uh, we get inspired by your comments. And so make sure you leave a comment under this episode. And as always, join us each week at the website at thewellnessguys.com. Um, leave your comments there or you can like us on Facebook and leave your comments there and tell us what you want to hear in upcoming episodes as well. Follow us on Twitter and sign up for notice of each episode because there is something special that's going to come towards uh, your inbox uh, if you sign up for our um, updates because uh, you're going to have a special report that uh, we, we're creating for you. So make sure you do sign up on the website and uh, just all you have to do is just enter your email on the website and you can follow us on di- on, on iTunes as well. So until next week, begin creating wellness into your lives, lead by example, and let's change the world's health together. I'm Dr. Lawrence Tam. I'm Dr. Damien Christoph. And I'm Dr. Brett Hill. And we're the wellness guys.